Welcome everyone to week 13 of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebia Size here joining me, my sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, how you doing this week? Hey man, I'm hanging in there. You know, it's Thanksgiving week, Nebby. Big as we record this, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. What you eating, my man? <laughs> I'm going to eat a lot of turkey, but I'm going to make some seasoned chicken too. I'm a chicken type of guy. Love mashed potatoes. Not too big on stuff. And what about you? Oh, we, we you know we're just doing the straight up turkey and and ham tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm one of those guys who likes cranberry sauce. I'm a big okay. cranberry sauce guy. Some people, it's not for everybody, but <laughs> it's for me. Yeah. Um, Nothing fancy this year, you know. Past years, we've done some different stuff. Not frying a turkey or anything. Like, I always wanted to get one of those turkey fryers, you know, and get Cajun, get Cajun fried turkey and stuff. You ever done that, man? You ever, like, fried the turkey? Yeah, that fried turkey is good, but I can't, leave, I can't leave out my aunt's special baked mac and cheese, too, man. I go crazy for that. That's some good stuff. All right. So, see, look, yeah, Matthew Judon, uh, I don't know if you saw this. He just snapped on mac, mac and cheese. He said mac and cheese is overrated. So, I'm with him, Nebby. I'm with him. I like mac and cheese. I don't have anything against it. And a uh, good mac and cheese is solid. But when you put all this good food in front of me, man, it's like Matthew Judon, you know, he just said, it's just cheese and noodles, man. Man. So not, everybody cheese and noodles. Like cheese. not everybody's me, mac and cheese is just cheese and noodles. Me, <laughs> uh, it's all cheese. It's good, man. It could be good. I, I, I give you that. I'm yeah. from down south. It's a southern staple. Mm-hmm. My wife, you know, she loves it, man. It's a religion down south, mac and cheese. But for me, man, am I gonna, am I gonna waste that stomach space? And I got a big <laughs> stomach, especially right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting to get this hip replacement, so I can't really walk around putting the pounds on. Uh, but uh, you know, am I gonna get a slice of, of, of that ham, or am I gonna get some mac and cheese? I'm gonna, am get, I gonna get a slice cheese. of this. Pecan pie, <laughs> mac and cheese. I'm 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 going with the pecan pie and the ham and the turkey and and my cranberry sauce. I'm doing it up, man. You know what? I'm I like had the mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat the mac and cheese. Don't worry about that. I'm I'm gonna eat that. So this is either gonna drop on Thanksgiving Day or Friday or whatever. You guys are out there. You know, let us know what you, what you, what you had on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know. I'm I'm at Sports by B Linder on Twitter. Nebby, tell me and underscore Nebby underscore on Twitter. Check us out. Yeah, hit us up and let us know. Show us some pictures. Let's see some pictures. You know, I've done all kind of different things. One year in Daytona, Nebby, I was staying by myself, and uh, uh, my wife actually went home um, for Thanksgiving. I had to work, and she went back home to South Carolina. And you know what I did? I went and got me like four pounds of shrimp mm. from uh, from um, Whole Seafood Market in Daytona Beach, freshest best shrimp, and I just had a feast of fried shrimp for Thanksgiving. Can't go which wrong. It's pretty darn good too, man. Yeah, you so can't go wrong with shrimp. People do different things, man. Yeah, different. One shrimp. of these years, I'm getting one of these years, I'm getting that turkey fryer, and I'm going to the Cajun fried turkey. Yeah, yeah. it's really so, good. I could talk about food all day. I can talk about Thanksgiving. Some people say Thanksgiving food's overrated altogether, but I like Thanksgiving. You know, we're talking about a whole day to to eat and think about what we got to be thankful for. Yeah. We got a lot to be thankful for, man. You know, we're still here after this crazy last year. So, and we're playing football. 
football is still going and we have a lot of good football left still to see. We have what about two, three weeks left of this season. Guys are still talking. Hey, you see how we just made that transition from yeah. food to football. We play. And now if we got some sponsors for this podcast, Mm-hmm. We could have transitioned into our sponsor right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would go transition into football. So, you know, if anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, you know, they should they should definitely hit up Penn Live. Mm-hmm. And at Penn Live, after we get a couple sponsors, you know, maybe me and Nebby can renegotiate our contracts. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Back to football. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe a couple of these guys might have big contracts themselves that we're going to talk about this week in a couple of years, man, because a couple of these guys, you know, if they, they keep working hard, keep doing right, things fall right for them, they stay healthy, man, they might they could end up in the league. And um, we're going to talk about every year, Nebby, we do our PA, all PA teams, which is like the all-state team of all classifications. Um, you know, the, the all-state teams come out every year, it's different classifications, the writers in the state vote on them. We do one that's our Penn Life team where we just try to say, we think these guys are probably the best of the best, regardless of classification. And we only take one quarterback on the first team and two running backs and three wide receivers or tied in like a flex, you know. It's like mm-hmm. you're going to draft a team and send them out and see them play. Mm-hmm. We do a PA player of the year off of that. So you and I were thinking, you know, we're, we're in this home stretch and some teams are making state title runs. Some guys have some great seasons. Let's talk about the guys who might be the best player. I might have had the beat, you know, best season in the state this year. Who could be that all PA player of the year this year? So that's what we're going to talk about this week, right? Yeah, I know. I know for a fact you and I can agree on one clear cut guy, but, you know, there's other guys out there who we need to shed some light on as well. So this is definitely going to be an interesting segment in which we talk about some guys who are up for competition to that clear cut. PA player of the year that you and I both feel is deserving of. So let's get into it. Let's dig into it, Brian. Again, welcome back to the 13th week of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asai, here with my sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, let's dig into this week, man. We're going to talk a lot of football guys and a top PA prospect in high school football. Yeah, Nebby, you know, so like we, we said last week, we talked a lot about um, the mid-pin and when the coaches released their all-star picks. And we talked about, you know, every year we do a all-PA team at Penn Live, which is all classifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all-state teams come out, they're by classification. We do one for all classifications, and we name our PA player of the year. Um, for the last three years, that went Makai Flowers last year, and then the two years prior, Julian Fleming. Mm-hmm. Um for what they did. And, you know, we just wanted to look at some of the guys who were having great seasons and who could be in the running for our PA player of the year. You know, as we wind this thing down, you know, as we record this, as we said during the intro there, it, we're, we're, it's the day before Thanksgiving. So everything's yeah. winding down here. And Nebby, I think unless, you know, something mind blowing happens, there is a clear cut, PA player of the year right now. And I think that that's Nicholas Singleton. They're running back for Governor Mifflin. The kid is unbelievable. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm working the story right now, Nebby, on Harrisburg's dark side defense, right? Right. We're going to call it Tails from the dark side, too, because we did one a couple years ago about the dark side defense yeah. and, and all the stuff they got going on. We got a 
we got a photographer out there right now in Harrisburg taking photos of their defensive guys with Lucky Chucky. And uh, their Chucky doll, for folks who don't know, is is now like sort of like their mascot. That's those kids have right been now. on another level. And, and and those are your guys. You were a Harrisburg guy. Yeah. Nick Singleton chewed them up. I mean, yeah. this is a special guy, right, Nebby? Extremely special. You know, you have you have people that are gifted in football. You have people that work hard at it and get become extremely skilled. But you, then you have people that are, just have God-given ability and, and talent, you know. And Nick Singleton is one of those guys, like a Michael Parsons, you know. So definitely, definitely uh, very well-deserving of this award this year. I think he by far stood out amongst any offensive player in high school football. Debbie, I, I know he went over 2,000 yards rushing already. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you had the hopeful numbers, but I know he's over 2,000. He's got just about every Burks County rushing record there is. And when I look at this kid, when he he's a Penn State commit. Mm-hmm. 247 Sports, I think, has him. I think it's 247 has him. And now it's the top running back in the nation. Mm-hmm. So when I look at this kid, you know, I talked to one of his former trainers, Daryl Daniel, when he committed to Penn State. And he said, you know, I compare this kid to Rashawn Salam. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know, we've mentioned that on this podcast before, Sean Salam, the former University of Colorado running back who, who was a Heisman Trophy winner uh, a couple, you know, years ago. Uh, he went for over 2,000 yards, ended up playing for the Chicago Bears. Uh, but, uh, you know, I can see that because of the running styles. But I have a more lofty comparison when I talk about him now, and that's Adrian Peterson. I was just about I mean, to go there. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to put that on a kid, especially if you like people, especially some of these young kids now, they may not know exactly who AP was. You know what I'm saying? They're seeing the AP on, on you know, who's almost 40 years old, still trying to get on a team. Mm-hmm. But that guy was so special. And then I look at Nick Singleton and he's got this thick sort of powerful lower body. Yeah. And if he needs to, he can run through you. Yeah. And if he needs to, he can also run away from you. Agreed. And if he needs to run through you and then run away from you, he can do it. <laughs> so there's nothing he really can't do at running back. I think he's a game changer for Penn State, Nevy. Yeah, me too. Program changer, mm-hmm. you know, on the level of a Saquon Barkley. And I think Governor Mifflin's going to win a state championship with this guy leading the way this year. I agree. I agree. Um, Governor Mifflin is definitely – I feel as though the biggest talk in class 5A football here in the PIAA. Um, Nick Singleton, you you stole the words right out of my mouth. I compare him to Saquon Barkley as well. I love Adrian, Adrian Peterson, but I feel like when Nick Singleton gets up to Penn State, he's going to do some big things, and he's definitely going to give that program a lot of rushing yards and a lot of touchdowns. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do moving forward. But first off, I, I anticipate on them closing out in class 5A football and bringing on that chip. So – then we got to say, all right, he looks like the lock, right? Right. And we, we, you know, I'd be stunned if Nick Singleton isn't our player of the year. But, you know, look, it's like the Heisman vote. Right. Let's say, you know, there's a few more weeks left. Mm-hmm. Let's say something happens. Governor Mifflin slips up. Right. You never know. They lose. And some guys, you know, are there some guys out there who can challenge him? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we look at the list, and I think there are a few, right? I mean, we're seeing some guys who – if there's something wild happens with Governor Mifflin, if Nick has a down game or something, mm. there's some guys who, who maybe we can enter the discussion with, right? Yeah, let's get started. So I think the first one we're looking at is Devin Whitlock. He's the quarterback at a, uh, at a Bell Vernon. Maybe, uh, you know, I was talking to a coach um, a couple weeks ago, you know, and we were talking about the different 
playoff scenarios and stuff. And one of the, you know, one of the guys he compared him to, he said that the Devin Whitlock kid is like a high school Kyler Murray, mm. you know, that's a big now point. it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny. He does not have the arm that Kyler Murray has. He does it. Mm. He does it, but he can throw it a little bit. He plays quarterback for Bill Vernon. Mm. Um, you know, they're rolling along and, and uh, they're, they're looking like, you know, we talked about Bishop McDevitt mm-hmm. could end up in that, that title game, that four-year state title game. Well, Bill Vernon's 10 and 0, and they could, that's, that could be who Bishop McDevitt plays, right. provided Bishop McDevitt gets by Lampeter this week, which is going to be a tough game for him. Right. And it's because of this kid, Nebby. He's 5'8, 165. If he was bigger, I'm sure he would have more college offers because when you turn on the film, He's out there doing everything for these guys. You know, Bill Vernon is not 10 and 0 without Devin Whitlock. And you look, he's got over a thousand passing yards. He's got almost 1,200 rushing yards. Maybe he returns kicks. Um, he's played DB. I didn't look at his DB stats this year, but it may have held him back a little bit there. I'm not sure. But I know last year he had like five interceptions. He's just a guy, they give him the ball and let him make plays, and he makes, you know, and so. That's the kid I'd be looking out for is Devin Whitlock, great playmaker. And like I said, if this kid was six foot and heavy, he'd be the talk of the, of the whole state too. Yeah, I um, agree. He's 5'8", 165. Mm-hmm. I agree, Brian. You mentioned a lot of great points there. You know, Bell, Bell Vernon is a very good team this year. Like you said, they're 10-0. Um, they came off a really big win against Thomas Jefferson last week, 21-7 win. If I'm not mistaken, they're playing Al, Al Pippa, if, if that's how you pronounce it. Al Pippa. <laughs> okay, yeah. Alex Pippa. They're playing them this Saturday at Hinesville um, in the Class 4A quarterfinals. But, yeah, you mentioned Hey, man. Yeah, over I ain't going to give you a pass. I ain't going to give you a pass on that. You're from PA. You're <laughs> not supposed to be mispronouncing Pennsylvania. I'm the guy from South Carolina <laughs> who mispronounces every town in PA. You know, I'm from down south. I don't know these towns. You're supposed to know Alequipa, man. Hey, man. I, I stay on the east side. But, anyway, <laughs> yeah, he has a completion rate of 67%. You, like you said, just about 1,200 rushing yards. So the kid is a complete package. Um, despite all of that, only two turnovers on his behalf, only two interceptions I've seen this this season so far from him. So definitely a big game coming up this weekend. He's definitely yeah, – I'm going to drop another name for you, Nebby. Uh, and his team is 12-0, and defending state champions. Here's another kid why, you know, I don't understand exactly why he's not getting more recruiting attention because he's been ultra productive across the past two seasons. I mean, when you look at the top producing running backs in the state, mm-hmm. you know, Nick Singleton's right there, especially across the last couple of seasons. And then there's Landon Alexander out at, uh, out at um, Central Valley, right? Yep. And those guys right now, they're undefeated too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat up on some teams. And I know there were some games where, this guy played like, you know, half a game. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. They're still they're still alive in it. They're looking like favorites to get back to that state title game. And he's got 1,730 yards, 25 touchdowns, maybe. Yeah. You know, if if they go and win it, we need to talk about Landon Alexander. You know, especially, like I said, if for some reason Governor Mifflin did it. We need to talk about Landon Alexander more. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a name you can't leave off the list, you know. Over 1,700 rushing yards, like you mentioned. Not to mention, they had a humongous win last week. A big shutout win, 51 nothing, um, against uh, Elizabeth Forward. And this week, you know, they're taking on North Catholic at Hinesfield as well. So, Landon is 
the complete package. He's an overall beast. You check out his footage on Huddle. He's explosive and isn't timid whatsoever. So definitely someone to consider if they yeah. you know, win that state title. Yeah. Uh, another guy, I think, you know, again, this is all, I keep saying this. We think Nick Singleton's the lock. But, you know, if, if for some reason Governor Nibbleton falls out, Southern Columbia, right? Mm-hmm. Gavin Garcia is another guy. He's right there in that group um, with, uh, with, with Nick and with Landon Alexander um, as, as guys who've been the last two, three, four seasons yeah. just doing it, running back. And they're, Southern Columbus 12-1. and one. They actually had their record win, win streak broken by Wild Missing this year. Mm. But, you know, Gavin, I don't have his full stat line, but he's put up some big, huge games again this year. Um, they're playing Richland as we, you know, this week as we speak. And Nebby, that kid, he's got some monster numbers. He set a whole pile of records. It's a Kent State commit. And he shows up to state title games and does things like runs for 200 yards and four touchdowns. So, you know, if, if Southern Columbia can repeat again, or, you know, three or four Pete or whatever it'll be now. Yeah. And he has another big run down this, this play. I think you got to talk about him. Yeah, Gavin, like you mentioned, Brian, he's just someone who doesn't shy away from those big moments. When he's on that stage and on that platform, he comes to play. His cleats are laced up tight. Like you mentioned, he's 5'7", about 160. He's a bit smaller, but he's very shifty, aggressive, and he's a stout running back. So shout out to him. He's definitely putting up some huge numbers this season and there's someone that shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, another guy I want to um, you know, mention real quick, and, and, and just because I like to get these guys on this, on this type of list on occasion, it's a guy we had on the podcast, and it's really hard to quantify the impact of an offensive lineman. Right. But I, I wanted to get an offensive lineman in this discussion because I feel like he's been that good this year. And uh, Wyoming missing is undefeated. They're still in it. They just won a district three title over Boiling Springs. And I got Javen Williams, who we had on here. Mm-hmm. He's been doing guys up all year. When you turn on the film, he's just tossing guys, running down the field. Uh, Ross Tucker, I told you, he, he, he was texting me like clips of him. Uh, this guy just running full speed, decleating defensive linemen, and just not even slowing down and going on to the next guy. Yeah. He's been a monster. Wyoming missing can run that football. And they got a good shot to go back to the state title game, too. And it's because of, you know, it's got a big – Big big part of that is what they do up front, and and this guy's the leader there. So, if we're going to look way outside of the box, you know, the last time like an offensive lineman won the Heisman is like forever, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a guy that you know, if you want to have a broad discussion about it, Javen Williams is in that. I think. Yeah, Javen again is one of those guys. I don't even think who realizes they're that good. I remember when he was on here on the podcast talking to us, and he. Ex- Playing the the overall joy joyous feeling he felt after being offered by Pitt for his first offer. I mean, you look at his film, like you mentioned, Brian. He protects his quarterback, and he's the heart and soul of that offensive line. You know, he just bulldozes anyone that comes in his direction, and he holds it down. So, shout out to Javen. He's definitely a big integral part of that wild missing team. So, here's another guy, Nebby. Um, I, I uh, you know, that for some people it might seem a little outside of the box. Um, but when you really look at it and, 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 and the 3A, okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going down a little bit, you know, to sit in a big 6A school or whatever, but there's a kid down in 3A who has been setting records, cra- you know, putting up crazy yeah. passing numbers. And I think the PA football history account, shout out to whoever runs that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, uh, tag me in, and I didn't even realize because I see his stat lines come up every week. We do like the PA best individual performances. He's there every week, maybe. Mm. And now you look at the end of the season, they're still going. They're still in the mix for this 3A title. Mm. Jeff Hohenstein, Central Martinsburg, Central quarterback, Jeff Hohenstein, he's a junior. 3,300 yards passing, mm. 54 touchdowns, yeah. two interceptions. Only two interceptions. Yeah, I mean, Nebby, if you, if you watch <laughs> this kid's film, yeah. uh, you know, he's run for 220 yards, four touchdowns too, so 58 touchdowns right now. Yeah. A guy I compare him to a little bit, because he's about a 5'10", 5'11", kid. He's Again, moving. if this was a 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", guy, mm. um, you're talking about a guy that's going to be getting a lot more attention, right? But he's mobile. You've watched the film. He can run around. Yeah. I kind of compare him a little bit to Johnny Manziel. He's, he's kind of got that build. I can see that. Can I can see that. Yeah. 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 He has that build. He has that mobility. I mean, he has a 71% pass completion rate as well. You know, he's just accurate um, and just delivers and converts each time. He does it fearlessly as well. I mean, third down conversions, it doesn't matter. You line him up with whoever, he's coming right at you. He's got a pretty good arm, you know. His size may keep some schools off of him. Yeah. Um, but he's going to play at some level, and I think he's a good player. And again, if all the chips fall where they may, and this kid somehow leads his team to a state title, has a couple more good games, and you got to consider him. You know, Definitely. I agree with that. I, I keep going back to these running backs, and there's a theme with them. Mm-hmm. As uh, we're going to go to another guy here, um, of guys who. All the guys that we've talked about so far are not one-year wonders. They've been doing this two, three, four years. And this kid seems like he's been doing it like six years. Because I remember when, you know, his team was in the state championship and he showed up with them. But um, I guess he's Stallworth out of Farrell, okay? Again, you're talking about you're going down. It's not a five or six, eight guy. It's kind of tough when you get down to, you know, lower. But that's, you know, look, Julian Fleming won it for us two years in a row. and. Mm -hmm. Kyle Flowers, the one A player. So, what am I talking about? But anyway, Anthony Stallworth here, Farrell, he's been doing it, man. He's been putting up numbers for years. Here he is. His team's still playing. Uh, you know, they are now, you know, 10 and 0. Mm-hmm. And this guy has 2,023 rushing yards, 28 touchdowns. Yeah. Brian, you want to know what stuck out to me the most? Of all What's the that? carries he has, if, if I'm not mistaken, he has like 130 carries. He averages 15 yards a carry, man. Yeah, it's, you, you give it to him, you you don't just get a first down. You get a first down and a half. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh-huh. So, you know, so I think if 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 Farrell keeps trucking along mm-hmm. and, you know, and they go and win it and he has a couple big games down the stretch here, I think he's a kid you got to consider, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if you want to say outside of just – our player of the year, you look when we do the all PA team, we only take like two running backs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best of the best. Yeah. It's going to be tough, my man. Nick Singleton, Landon Alexander, Gavin Garcia, Anthony Stallworth. Uh, and there's more guys on this list of running backs, but that's, that's a crazy group to try to pick from right there. So, Ooh. you know, uh, moving on real quick, a couple other guys. The frustrating thing about Philly, and we talked about it, it's a little bit of a news desert when it comes to sports, Nebby. And the there. Yeah, and it's terrible because it's really the hot spot in the state for high school football. There's a lot of great talent there. Um, 
and there's a couple guys we really don't have their numbers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we're going to look outside of the box, we're going to look for player of the years. You know, if it's not Nick Singleton, something happens with them. Ken Talley, Northeast, we had him on here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been playing a lot of linebacker. He's put up a lot of big numbers in the public league. And then Keon Wiley, you know, who electric pass rusher yep. at MOTEP. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eni White, mm-hmm. another defensive lineman MOTEP. All three of those guys coming out to the public league, you know, I'd like to get a closer look at their stats. Motep's still in it. Yeah. Got a very good chance, right, to be playing Nick Singleton for they a state do. title. You know, so if those guys, if those guys get in there and shut that guy down, hey, man, we got to look at them. Yeah. And um, I think two of the three guys we just mentioned there are Penn State commits as well, but. If we look at a guy like Eni, I mean, he offers so much versatility as a defensive end, right? He could even be an outside linebacker. He just has this freakish athleticism to him. And, you know, his upper body strength is is unmatched. So I think he's going to, if they go up against Governor Mifflin, he's going to, you know, give that O-line some work there and could potentially give Nick Singleton some bump as well. But you look at Ken Talley, I mean, Ken Talley's been putting on all season long. Unfortunately, their season was cut short. Um, and lastly, you have a guy like Keon Wiley, who Ken spoke extremely highly of, another Penn State commit. And, you know, he's had offers from every top school in the nation. I wish that Philadelphia schools got the coverage like we try to do here for, you know, Commonwealth teams in, in the state of Pennsylvania. But those guys are definitely guys that shouldn't be overlooked. Those are some top-notch guys. And it, and it is tough for us. You know, we're Penn Live, so we try to look at everybody in the state. Yeah. So we do look at these kids, right? But at the same time, it's tough because it's just not – a lot of numbers out there for them. Right. But then you go look at the film and you know they're doing it. So, you know, it's it's tough to sit here and tell you guys, oh, well, you know, Keon's got 15 sacks, which he probably easily has that. Right. Because um, it's just not out there. And, and maybe that's something that in the future that, you know, we can be better on you know, as all news organizations. Again, a lot of bad things are going on in Philly mm-hmm. and these kids are overcoming them. and they're doing a lot of great things and i feel like a lot of times that these kids get wrote about more when that when a teammate gets shot than when they get their all-american jersey yeah and 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 that needs to be rectified a little bit but you know that's a bigger discussion outside of this so (laughs) much we've had that a couple times over but Mm -hmm. um hey a couple local guys maybe i think we throw in this thing if, if they go and win state titles and and, you know, something weird happens with Mifflin. Kyle Williams Jr., he keeps doing it, man, all over the place for Harrisburg. Both sides uh, of the ball. People, yeah, people should check that kid out. Um, he can play wide receiver. He can play running back. He can play defense. Mm-hmm. He's got over 1,400 yards of offense, uh, and that's divvied up between, you know, like 60 catches as a receiver and out of the backfield, and like 600 yards rushing. So he does a bunch of good things there. Terrell Reynolds has over 20 sacks for Harrisburg. Set a school record uh, for a school that has a guy who's, you know, probably going to be the NFL defensive player of the year as a rookie this year, Micah Parsons. Yeah. You know, just five years or six years behind Micah. Mm-hmm. Here he is with, you know, 20 something sacks. Um, so, and Harrisburg does not have a big roster and they just won a district three title. They go in a state championship. I think you got to really look at these guys, you know, and, and, and again, Kyle Williams, we still, we talked about Snevy, right? Kyle is not going to lead the state in rushing. He's not going to lead your state state in receiving. Um, but when you add it all up, what he means to a team, Harrisburg isn't probably still playing if not for Kyle Williams. 
Yeah, Kyle's a big part of that Harrisburg team, like you mentioned, um, especially offensively. You know, he has, what, 16 touchdowns on the season between rushing and receiving, I think it was six rushing and 10 receiving. But Kyle is just an athlete. You can't label him as one specific position, you know. He gives it to you on every end of the ball. And then you got that Terrell Reynolds kid, man. Like I told you, all season long, the heart and soul of Harrisburg's team. He's that glue guy. And he's been leading the mid-pen conference in sacks and tackles for loss the entire season. So shout out to him. Again, one of those guys, like you mentioned, that doesn't come with that athletic ability, such as a Michael Parsons or a Damian Barber. But he worked and he works extremely hard and he earned to, you know, be where he's at right now. So shout out to Harrisburg. They got a big game against State College coming up. Definitely some guys to consider. So uh, another name I want to throw in there, just, you know, they do well down the stretch. Uh, and they've been doing well, but, you know, if he has a couple of big games, Kay Giacomelli from out of Penn Trafford. Uh, we had D Brown for two, two tenths speed and agility on here. You know, he spoke very high. Cade, Cade's a Wisconsin commit. Um, maybe he's a guy that I missed on until this year. I had him ranked low in our rankings. Um, he was a wide receiver type, like as a freshman or whatever. Now you look at him, he's this explosive running back. Um, but he can also play safety. He does it on both sides. Penn Traffers 10 and 2. They just knocked off the defending 5A state champion, Pine Richland. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a guy that, you know, really could be a difference maker down the stretch for his team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, anytime you have a guy like Dwayne Brown from two times training speed and agility vouch for you, you know you're legit. So shout out to him. <laughs> a few more guys, you know, I'll get through them quickly here and then you can tell me what you think. Um, Scram Prep plays Wild Missing this week as we as we record this. If they beat Wild Missing, London Montgomery's almost certainly going to have a huge game. He's been piling up incredible numbers. Folks, if you haven't seen him, he's a junior running back. He's a big physical type runner. He's got some colleges on his radar now, and he's been putting up huge numbers. If they get to Wild Missing and they keep trucking along, he, he's putting up numbers. He's a kid I think you got to look at, too. Got a lot of good running backs, as you can see in this class. Um, and another another one, Deshaun Jacobs, Westchester Rustin, mm-hmm. put up huge numbers this year, just huge numbers. And those guys are still playing. You know, I don't feel like we talked about them or people talked about them a lot, but they're still playing. You know, if he keeps putting up numbers and they keep making a run, okay. Alex Texa from uh, Mount Lebanon, another running back. He can play safety too. Yeah. Um, he's had some big games and uh, all season long. They're still alive, still going. So I think you got to look at him. And one more Nebby, I still actually tell me what you think of all those guys. A real underdog, I think, is uh, Stone Saunders, the freshman quarterback at Bishop McDevitt. I was just if they say. go and win a state title, you know, I think he just threw for like three or 400 yards in their playoff game last week. Yep. And uh, he's got like 39 touchdowns and like two interceptions. One of them came last week, and one of them came um, in October 29th, and we had the monsoon. He's been efficient. Uh, he's put up huge numbers. He's a freshman. And he keeps putting up those big numbers. I mean, Devitt wins a state title. You got to be talking about him, you know, is, is, is maybe, you know, the best quarterback in the state and um, already as a freshman. He can maybe make an argument of that or having the best quarterback season. So – I think you'd have to consider him. What do you think of that group? Uh, that's a that's a solid group. Uh, to touch bases with Stone one more time. I mean, to have a quarterback like Stone, a guy that's very young, um, just a freshman, but to have the connections with the guys he has on his team. I mean, when you look at him and and the connection he has with Mario Easterly, you know the way he pitches Marquise Williams the ball. 
I mean, this is a kid who's ahead of his time. He's ahead of his class. And like we mentioned a couple podcasts ago as well, I feel like this year was the year of the running backs. You know, the running backs showed up big time this year. You got Nick Singleton, who's RPA player of the year. You know, Governor Mifflin goes out and wins that state title. But you have all these other running backs in the state of Pennsylvania. We mentioned a great one out of Milton Hershey last week. Um, but, yeah, man, definitely a, a, a solid, very solid list there. And all these guys are guys that deserve to be on that pedestal and get that attention because they worked hard for it. So those are some guys, you know, that we think could be in the running. Um, we gave you the clear front runner, Nick Singleton. We gave you some guys who I feel like are real contenders and a couple sleepers too. Yeah. Um, all great players. And you know what, Nebby? I bet you we missed two or three or four guys too who have arguments to it too. Um, but again, we do this all PA team, which we try to make that the best of the best. It's an all-state team of regardless of classification and, and, and whatnot. And um and uh, so we're looking ahead already. You know, we're already watching these guys. We've been watching them all season, so it's fun to see who's going to come out on top here. And if anybody can upset Nick Singleton, so. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one to watch there, so. Hey, man, let's get to the uh, closing segment and get ready to go eat some turkey or something. <laughs> all right, man. Brian, that was a good podcast episode, man. That wraps up 13 weeks we've been doing this here. We've got a lot of good names out there. I mean, talk to me about what you think about this episode and, you know, some of the guys we talked about. First of all, we, we talked turkey, right? Like, literally, we talked turkey. <laughs> so, you know, again, everybody go out there and, and have a nice Thanksgiving dinner. You might have already had it, depending on when this podcast comes out. Um. That was one of my highlights, Nebby. Just talking food, my man. <laughs> I mean, who, but I love football too, man. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and uh, you know, again, I, I, I go back to it. Nick Singleton, I think, is our front runner. As we said, the kid is amazing. He's had an amazing year. But all these other guys too have had really great years, and they put themselves in position to be in the discussion as one of the best players in the state. So I think that says a lot about them, what they've done. And, you know, it's been a, a crazy – when I think about this year, I just don't think about this year. I think about last year too and yeah. how it's been tough for everybody to come through everything. And a lot of teams have had multiple shutdowns with COVID and stuff like that. And here we are, and we have some young men who are still shining, still doing some big-time things. And I'm excited, Nebby. Uh, we still, you know, we're here in Harrisburg, mm -hmm. and we have Bishop McDevitt playing an additional title game this week. And we have Harrisburg still trying to get at that 6A title. They're, they're hosting State College this week. I'm excited to see how those games play out. I'm excited to see how everything else plays out around the state, man. It's going to be fun. What do you think? I'm excited too, Brian. I mean, especially first and foremost for our two local teams here in the area, Bishop McDevitt and Harrisburg High Schools. Um, but the beauty of the high school playoffs is you, you get some upsets every single year. You know, you got still and that was knocked out, unfortunately, last week. It's hard to win one state title, but to win two back-to-back, -back, like we talked about, is even harder. But um, the beauty of the playoffs is you never know who's going to step up at, at any given time. And we have a lot of guys this year, despite the fact we were amidst the pandemic last year and even this year, guys who are seeing it through, persevering and staying strong and coming out on top. Kudos to Nick Singleton and Governor Mifflin. They're Class 5A state title contenders, potentially. we still got some football left here to play, but I'm excited to see how everything unravels. And, you know, I look forward to talking about this again next week in our upcoming episode. 
until then, I think all of our viewers, our listeners should subscribe to penlive.com and subscribe for all of our exclusive content. So until next time, folks.